Good Monday morning, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, Insanity, A Peace of Mind. I am your host, Stephanie. Welcome to episode 102, and let's take care of a little business before I start into the podcast. And of course, the business is giveaway winners. So first and foremost, I want to thank you all so much for participating in this. This was actually kind of fun, and I have to give a shout out to my daughter because she pretty much ran the whole thing and helped me move this along. So shout out to her, but I want to give a bigger shout out to you guys for participating. I really appreciate it. And I intend to continue to comment on your mental health goals for the new year because I think they were awesome. And I would love for you to share what your journey is like if you feel so inclined with those mental health goals that you posted and commented on the Instagram about. And I got four new reviews on Apple Podcasts, and so I would like to thank you for doing that. That is really awesome, and they were very kind and nice reviews, and I appreciate it very much. I am going to announce the winners, and then they will be put up on the Instagram tomorrow. Okay, remember this is Sunday night, so I'm recording this Sunday night. And it will go up Monday morning. And on Monday, you will also see an Instagram post announcing the winners as well. So Z baby. And I think there's some numbers after that, but you know who you are. You won the attachment theory workbook by Annie Chen. So congratulations. And thank you. And I think your new year mental health goals. Look at me, try and find them as I look through this because I do remember commenting on them. Your new year mental health goals, I think, included, oh yes, laughing more and seeing the joy in everything. So yeah, exactly a really important thing, especially in a world that feels like it's getting pretty heavy. And it is getting pretty heavy. Okay, so winner number one. Winner number two is from a um, comment, a review on the Apple podcast. And this one goes to I should have been more prepared with this, but whatever. This one goes to Um, seven strong, I believe. Still looking, still looking, bear with me, bear with me, because I'm not redoing this because I have too many things going on. So this comes from seven strong 23. So thank you for that. And actually, it looks like both of them probably came from the review, because that bumped you up to 20 different entries. And so with that, you probably increased your likelihood. So seven strong 23, you are getting the Amazon gift card. So that is what you are getting. And thank you very much for the review. I appreciate it 
a lot. They really are helpful. And it always feels like begging, but the podcasts I listen to actually do beg. So I'm not, I'm in good company if that's what I'm doing. Okay. And the last one, winner, winner, chicken dinner is Kirst Carlst. I'm looking and I think this came from the Instagram, although I could be wrong because I'm looking, looking, looking. Kirst Carlson is the winner of the Uncommon Goods gift card. And I will probably be using Instagram to connect with each of you tomorrow and figuring out how to get those to you. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that segment of business felt very chaotic, but I appreciate all of you listening. And if you find value in it, please share it with someone you think will also find value in it. And thanks for doing the good work that you're doing. I really am grateful to be along on this journey with you all. I, for good or for bad, I'm sticking with play for adults for the second week in a row. Because the more I research it and the more I look into it, the more value I think there is in me haranguing you about this. And I feel particularly passionate about this because I don't play. I really don't. I don't find myself to be a particularly fun person. And I am not good with unstructured downtime. Although I'm great wasting time, I'm not good with unstructured downtime that is for the sole purpose of rejuvenation, getting my creative juices flowing, or just engaging in the joy of living. So I feel that the reason I'm probably continuing with this is because I really truly kind of suck at it. So we talked about the reasons why play is good for you. Decreased stress, more creativity, improves your relationships, increases your empathy, things like that. I'm not going to go over that again. And then we talked also about how to find your play style, like what kind of play can you engage in? So we talked about the collector, the uh, creator or the artist, the competitor, and different ways to find your play personality. Okay. Now for the next few minutes, I'm just going to give you ways to play. Okay, so this is just a list in an article, and it doesn't take a genius to come up with some of these. So I don't know if any of you live where I live, but there's a whole lot of snow out there. It's getting to be kind of crappy snow, but there's a whole lot of snow out there. So here's the thing. Build a snowman. Have a snowball fight. Make snow angels. We're going to get some rain for the next week. If that is your jam jump in some rain puddles, walk in the rain, take your dog out, go for a walk. If you don't have a dog, visit a local animal shelter. Animal shelters are absolutely willing to let you come in and play with the animals and walk the dogs and pet the kitties. I know this because my children do this all the time. Uh, go do a family escape room. That is a good way of playing, and that is also including other people. If you don't like your family, 
grab your friends, do an escape room. Uh, if you're outside and you don't want to do snow stuff, go out into the middle of the street and play Frisbee. That can be done too. How about a game of charades or Pictionary after a family dinner? Go out and ride your bike. When was the last time you went bowling or played mini golf? When was the last time any of you took out some finger paints and finger painted? And let's stop on those finger paints for just a second. Do y'all remember what those finger paints smelled like? Oh my gosh, does that take you back or what? I challenge everybody to go buy some finger paints, even if you just give them to your kids. And if you don't want to finger paint, grab yourself a bottle of shaving cream and paint with shaving cream. And you can do these with your grandchildren or children, but guess what? You can also do them alone. You can have a board game night. We have started to play more games in my family after family dinners and, you know, when people are here for kind of long periods of time. And I got to admit, I'm not a big game person, but I'm finding the time with family to be really enjoyable. And I also find myself relaxing when I'm playing games. And I do greatly appreciate that. And my kids have married good people who will play games and be with the family. And I really appreciate that a lot. Okay, you can jump rope. You can grab yourself some Play-Doh or some clay. When was the last time you made slime? Because my adult children made slime probably about three months ago. And I threw it away not too long ago. Do a jigsaw puzzle. I know that on the Instagram comments, there were a couple of you who said you were doing jigsaw puzzles. Grab your grandkids and play dress up. That's another really fun one. Play go fish. Build with Legos. Whatever you can find easily accessible in your house, do some play. And you'll notice this is from a, an adult article on play not a child's article on play. So this is telling you what you as adults could and should be doing in order to play. You can also read just something that you are reading for fun, not something that you are reading to better yourself. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine a few weeks ago, and she was talking about the joy that she has rediscovered as she has decided that not everything she takes in, in terms of a podcast or a book or uh, whatever it is she's listening to, it does not all have to be to better herself. And she has talked about the commitment that she is making to just doing some reading. And I think that is fantastic. Write some poetry, sketch something, just have some unstructured downtime because what this unstructured downtime does is it actually makes you more productive in the times for the times and in the areas that you need to be more productive. I was talking to my daughter because we were we did this play pod I did this play podcast based on her recommendation about doing a podcast on fun. And she said the other day she just decided to do nothing. 
And so she basically just hung out with the kids all day and did nothing. She let them climb on her. She let them play with their couch cushions and nuggets and jump. And, and she just said it was a full day of just doing nothing. And I don't know how many of you are in the throes of motherhood or however, how many of you remember this, but to have a day where you just willingly and with some amount of relaxation do nothing is pretty remarkable. I do not believe I have been able to do something like that ever. And don't misunderstand. My downtime, that's not the word I'm looking for. I don't want to make myself sound like I am productive and a tremendous, like I accomplish tremendous things because I don't. I am exactly the opposite. But I don't enjoy the time when I'm not productive. I don't find a way to incorporate play or joy into the downtime. It's just wasted time that I feel more stressed about what I'm not getting done. So to be a mom of young children and be able to embrace the idea of not trying to accomplish anything or do anything, but just spend the day with play is really, really extraordinary. Okay, so those are just my comments and then some ways to play. Now, here are some important things that I want you to keep in mind. As you, we get older, we start to, our bodies start to change. We lose flexibility. We shift in ways of moving and thinking and being. And so if you want to be a grandparent who wants to incorporate play in your life and you want it to be with your grandchildren, or even as older parents, and you want to incorporate play with your older children, you need to be physically capable of engaging in fun play. You need to be able to get up off of the ground, stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. You need to be able to throw a ball, to run a little bit. You need to be able to push a stroller or carry someone on your shoulders for a few yards, like several football fields at Luminaria when your three-year-old granddaughter was sitting on your shoulders or your 18-month-old granddaughter kept saying, bumpa, bumpa, and needing to be carried for most of Luminaria. You need to be physically able to engage in play with your grandkids. So please stay in good health. Exercise, stretch, lift weights, do the bare minimum so that you can be older parents and grandparents who can engage in and enjoy play with your grandkids. Another thing for parents and children who are playing with their kids and grandkids, not everything has to be about learning something. So take off the hat that makes you think that every interaction with your grandkids or kids needs to be a learning interaction. It does not. You can play for play's sake. And so let your kids and grandkids direct how the play goes. It's more creative. It's more free-flowing. It tests your 
tolerance and your patience because as adults, we want things to go right and we want rules to be followed and we want things to be learned. And so you are expanding your ability to tolerate the discomfort of disorganization, cheating, um, kids not following rules, all of those things that go along with playing with small children. So those are things that I want you to keep in mind because they're very important. Stay in good health so that you can play. That's a bit about home play, family play, independent play, and that sort of category of play. But what about play in the workplace? What about play as a legitimately incorporated part of your work experience? Uh, do you own a business? Are you a manager? What opportunity would you have to incorporate play into your coworkers or your employees' day? Play boosts creativity. When we hear about the big tech companies and Facebook and Google and all of the rumors or stories about the environment that they work in, and you know, some of us poo-poo it or turn our nose up at, at it as though there is some sort of immature something or other going on. Remember the word neotenous, the 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 likelihood that we carry our immature and playful characteristics into adulthood. Well, the CEOs of those companies, the managers of those companies know that play boosts creativity. It makes their employees better. And so in an, an, in an ideal world, the work play differential wouldn't even exist work would be play, play would be work. And so if you have the opportunity as an employer or an entrepreneur or someone who has the authority, so to speak, in your workplace to incorporate more play, it is probably something that would be worth considering. And as you play, with your coworkers, you build relationships, you make stronger connections. And those connections make everybody more productive. They make everybody happier in the workplace and they create lasting employees or relationships. And it Here's where it gets tricky because how do you play in the workplace or how do you create an environment where play is part of it? And I'm not entirely sure, but for those of you who have the opportunity, get your own creative juices flowing, do a little bit of research, find out how you can incorporate play into your workplace. It could be a puzzle in a break room, or it could be monthly dinners, or it could be uh, Scrabble and Bananagrams that, you know, you can take 15 minutes out of every five hours to play a quick game. I honestly don't know. These are just things that I'm throwing out. But research shows that adult experiences with play 
benefit across the board. I am going to quote Dr. Stuart Brown, who is the founder of the National Play Institute in California, because he says, the great thing about play is that it can be any activity, as long as it offers a sense of engagement and pleasure, takes you out of yourself and away from a sense of time and place, is voluntary, and is apparently purposeless. So the experience is more important than the outcome. Unquote. The important part here for me is purposeless. I have a really difficult time doing anything purposely purposeless. Because again, I can waste an extraordinary amount of time doing things that are only distracting me from doing something that I'm supposed to do. So with that mindset, and that is my mindset, I need to schedule playtime. I need to schedule a time to doodle or draw for 30 minutes and not make it mean anything. Uh, adult coloring books, blocks, car, a game of solitaire, I guess even a game of, I don't know, I Candy Crush? I don't play online games, so I can't say that I'm particularly familiar with them. But if you choose online games, then choose the online game specifically to play, not as a distraction from something that you should be doing. So the idea is that it needs to be purposeless. And for me, it needs to be purposeless, purposely, not something that I'm just trying to distract myself from which I've said three times because that's really important to me and I have to keep going back to that. An article, this article is old. And so in 2012, the toy market for adults was growing three times faster than the toy sector overall with one in 11, one in every 11 toys being bought by an adult for themselves. So this is becoming more popular, so to speak. Human beings crave frivolity, which is really weird to think for me, because again, I don't consider myself a particularly frivolous person. But when I look at the people around me, the people around me, my kids, my husband, they're fun people. They like to laugh. They like to do silly things and engage in what I might in my snootiest and most superior place consider fairly immature. And that feels partly true. So if any of my family's listening to this, I don't really mean that. I think really what I'm saying is that I just don't think I'm any fun. And I don't think I do much playing. And so I think I'll laugh for a minute because if I don't, I'll probably just start to cry. Hmm. Okay. So clearly this podcast is for me. It's for me. It's for me. It's for me. We need to find more opportunity to play. Now I'm going to set some sort of resolution or goal to play more and then I'm not going to do it and I'm going to feel like crap and I'm going to feel like I'm 
a hypocrite and just my same fuddy-duddy self. Oh, this is turning depressing. Okay. So what to do, what to do. Oh, that's right. I'm going to buy some hula hoops. And this may not actually count, but I am going to try and incorporate more play into my sessions and engage in it the same way I expect my clients to engage in it as just some adult frivolity. And that can be some art therapy. That can be some game playing. I do play games with the kids who I see. I've got a mean new Uno game. I don't know if any of you have ever seen the Uno flip game, but that game is awesome because it's a flip game so that there's two separate Uno games, one on one side of the cards and one on the other side. And my favorite thing is to see my young clients want to beat me badly. It's really awesome because I will not let kids win. I just don't see any fun in that. So if you want to beat me as my grandkid or a kid, or even one of the kids I see, you have to legitimately beat me because I play to win. So play, adult play, unstructured time. It brings joy to daily life. It enhances physical well-being. It keeps you young at heart. What else? It enhances social connections. And so I'm going to end this podcast with this play, 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 play. And I'm going to try and do something different and do some more play. So that's it. Again, thank you so much for engaging in these podcasts. Thanks for listening. And I'm going to leave you with a quote from Einstein who reputedly said, which I guess means maybe he did and maybe he didn't, play is the highest form of research. It's no surprise then that Archimedes had his eureka moment splashing about in the bath and Newton when lounging under a tree. Think about that as you play this week and have a good week. Mm-hmm.